and we're back and you are listening to villain cast bjj anti-heroes with myself chris the villain pains and naki el jefe Oshed. and welcome to another episode of reap the week firstly a thank you to our sponsors the lovely patrons on patreon Thank you for believing in this work. And if you'd like to learn more about supporting this channel, along with receiving exclusive content, such as the new episodes of How to Defend Everything 3.0, along with, and this only came out today, um, recordings of the techniques being uh, demonstrated in the new book, plus personal coaching, you can find out more via chrispainsbjj.com. Good evening, Naki. This is our third attempt at making this podcast. Um, <laughs> let's hope this one works and there's not as much lag as the other attempts. Um, Hopefully not. It's been a few weeks since we've done a re- uh, we've done a reap of the week. Yeah, um, felt strange. It has felt strange. It has felt strange. Um, I think the first time, though, I think uh, you had some stuff on. And you're like, Chris, yep. like, have you got a spare in the bank? I was like, don't you worry. I've got <laughs> some stuff. Um, and then I dropped the Lachlan Giles podcast. And you're like, oh, damn, like, you had some stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know I had some stuff. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good. Have you listened to that podcast? Not yet. No, it's on my to do to watch list. Uh, uh, I want to. There's also the Charles, Charles Harriet one came out last week, and that yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just uh, and now we've got uh, a couple more coming up uh, that I'm recording tomorrow. Um, that's all. All systems are go, uh, and we've also got a lot of recording to do um, in the gym for yep. the Patreon channel. We've got also uh, the regular YouTube channel. There's loads of episodes we've got coming out of that. I think there's actually one. There is one that should be dropping soon. I have it ready to go. So it'll probably be out before this uh, video is even dropped oh. or this, this podcast. Oh, it's, man, it's just content everywhere. Um, plus everything else we've got going on. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, there has been questions coming through on the Instagram, on the Discord, and Quintet also happened, which... Uh, did you watch Quintet? Yeah, I watched only the B-Team Bulls versus Polaris. I didn't get to watch the others... The Sakuraba and Tenth uh, Planet, but I saw clips. I saw clips of things that were going on. Watched half matches, but I watched the full uh, B Team Bulls and uh, Team Polaris. Watched all of that. Yes, I watched. Um, I missed the one with uh, Sakuraba. I watched the Polaris one. I didn't see the Nicky Rod Owen Livesey fight, but I watched the rest of it. Uh, and then I saw all of the Tenth Planet fights. Um, yeah, it was uh, things we can talk about, isn't there? Yes. The poor guard pullers got it. Oh man, <laughs> I watched it and I thought something has to change. Like them guys were at it. B team, it was different. It was animals. I think there's a. I mean, I was watching it. I was over in Switzerland at the time, and we were uh, we were watching it on the projector. And I did watch it, thinking the people on top control the pace; they control the pressure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, it's it's not to say that there isn't danger from guard, but if you can do good 
submission management and have good balance. You just dictate the fight. And okay, you might not always get sub and definitely the quintet rule set leans heavily towards that. Um, But it did look like you definitely wanted more to be on top than anywhere else. You definitely dictated the fight and you know, if you if you couldn't get a snatch submission going from the bottom, it looked. If your cardio is not there, and they have all got decent cardio, got to factor that into it. If you haven't yeah. got the cardio, it's going to suck. Yeah, I mean, from the bottom, the only real threat uh, was that armbar that I missed. Yes. Uh, J Rod uh, escaped. Yes, I had literally, literally just done a class. I think it was that day on letting your arm go all the way out and freeing your shoulder. Mm. And as I'm sitting there watching J-Rod escape this, they just, I went, yeah, I am I'm don't have anything else to say yeah. right now. Um, and everyone's like, okay, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yay. Don't, don't grab your own hand. Let it go. Let it go and free your shoulder. Um, maybe go. that should go in my new book and maybe people should just buy the, the Fanatics DVD. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. How to learn jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good watch. It was... Uh, oh, yeah. Entertaining as well. And it was like kind it of It was proof. good watching it and going... Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we're on to something here. Hmm. <laughs> hopefully uh there has been a few questions as well courtesy of yep, the yep. folks on discord and instagram uh so thank you for sending those in it was short notice um i do have them written down i i do plan these things out uh, and take notes so a question i want to because you're stepping into this scene as well slowly um uk seminars if you have one booked uh and you're doing it tomorrow what would you cover in a uk seminar Ooh, ooh! how to learn jiu-jitsu <laughs> in fact i taught a class about two weeks ago and uh and literally after i did it and it was when we were talking about uh, what we're going to do with that uh, beginner's course thing. And I was like, I sat down and I thought, how am I going to do Because I've got a lot of new beginners, a lot of 15, 16-year-olds now who've joined recently, about six, seven of them. Eager animals, man, like proper, yeah, rough youths. But they don't back down. And I'm like, okay. So that made it, made it, made it my like uh, experiment. So I've been teaching them this stuff, but I actually did a class and I called it how to, to I taught you jujitsu in one hour. Um, but literally, I started with hand fighting, explaining the spaces. I rolled with them lit- this Saturday, just gone, and I was like, "Oh damn, this is a problem. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why is why? Like, it shouldn't be this hard <laughs> against you know brand new white belts." No, but yeah, that's, no, I agree. That's what I would teach. Like the fundamentals, man. They're missing a lot. A lot of fundamentals are missing. Well, that's the uh, so I I've just done this. Um... It was the offense defense seminar camp thing with Sven Groten over in uh, Switzerland. So he was essentially doing 
all the offense. I was doing the defense, except my stuff was barely defensive. Um, <laughs> and the amount of considering that Sven and I have you know only kind of known each other through Globetrotters camps from completely different backgrounds when it comes to jiu-jitsu and luta livre and nogi and how we've reached where we are he's a very good role he's a very tough guy um and we still hit the same conclusions a lot of the time and and a lot of the classes we were doing just led perfectly into one another um and i essentially did 7 hours of getting up that was it and he did weird it's i essentially did seven hours of getting up he did seven hours of getting to your feet and then putting someone on their ass again (laughs) so yeah it was uh it was quite funny that we you know we're both in these conclusions and you know it's it's the the root of the tree as it were Mm. um where you can it's how pretty pretty much would started the seminar i do have a couple of seminars coming up in europe soon i've got georgia and i've got so that's not u.s georgia that's the other georgia i'm excited for that one uh and munich um potentially hamburg uh potentially other places as well um i know i'm I'm going out on the road i'm going out on the road it all seems to hit right i've got florence as well i'm going out on the road just yeah, anyone anyone wants to to grab me whilst I'm I'm messing around in Europe, just just hit me up. But okay, anyway, so UK seminars, only got one of those. I think I'm seeing Roger soon. Uh, is essentially like what I did in 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 Switzerland was this idea that uh, you can, if I was to teach defenses to everything, I imagine a bonsai tree. I think I've talked about this before, of just slipping the leaves. Why am I waving that around? Uh, snipping leaves off a bonsai tree, like rear naked choke defense, armbar defense, etc., etc., and that's all well and good. But it's the same with the Kurt Osiander thing, where he could tell you how to defend a rear naked choke, or he could teach you how to not get your back taken. Because if you defend a rear naked, people are still taking your back. But if we can stop people from taking your back, no chokes, no armbars no back triangles just kill the whole thing um takes longer because you're cutting down a branch not a tree but get that grind done it's worth it in the end yeah um but you can just keep going that way down they think right well if no one can get past your guard no one gets side control mount then you've got none of those issues they think the root of the tree as ridiculous as it sounds is don't fall over have good posture don't fall over uh and if you can, that's going to be the you know the, the the base, the thick part of the tree. And if you can do that, if you can have good posture, um, good balance, good hand fighting, and they're not like technical skills that you can necessarily learn. They are athletic skills where if you don't use them, you lose them. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of like reinforces that kind of idea that every day has to be that grind of you have to work on your balance otherwise it will diminish um and if you can do that then if you can't get taken to the ground and you can't have your posture broken what can someone do to you yeah. nothing 
Hi. In, in theory. Seems, <laughs> in theory. In theory. It seems a cop-out to say, don't fall over. Yeah. But it's entirely true. Like, um, and, you, and you can turn, teach people like uh, their own offensive flair. But if everyone's got posture and balance and is purposely, consciously working on it, then the whole gym has to improve to be able to defeat posture and balance. But also you have, you know what you need to get back to at all times. You just need to always have that kind of like Terminator vision that is kind of like uh, going through um, diagnostics on your body to go, right, are we in balance? Are we in posture? Mm. Like, no, fix it. Um, do that. Do that forever. And it seems boring. It seems a grind to do. But the results are so quick. Yeah. And yeah, being able to frame a seminar around that and saying, look, actually, you don't need anything else. Um, everything else is way later. And this kind of goes some, I've got pre on tomorrow. So this, that, that, that podcast will probably be out later on in the week. Um, and theoretically, we still use pre stuff. Maybe sometimes last resort. Yeah, it's it's down the it's it's one of the upper branches. I think that's the thing. As in, when you imagine it in the bonsai tree metaphor, um, it is up in the further branches. But returning to balance and posture is the base. Yeah, that's the the, the base of the trunk. If you're going to cut this tree down, that's the one you want to cut down. So that's the one you need to really reinforce. Um, and all the pre stuff about blocking uh access to the spine yeah it's completely true like we used it in wrestling we understand it's it's relationship to wrestling but it does come later and right now we kind of like we identify really early when we're fucking up Uh, we identify oh shit we're losing posture we're losing balance just now not even going down the path and that's no, what's changed. Yeah, it's uh, there should be multiple layers before you get to them positions now. Like before, we would just rely on them. Like we'd just be in a little bit of trouble. We'd be like, oh, I can go to running man, and I can do this, and I can do that. But like now, it's not the case because the hips get smashed so quickly, and you're straightened out before you could even like curl up to move into positions, and the pressure is just immense. Well, I'd say as well that. It's rarely, I wouldn't say rarely used, but just getting some fucker down long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, then it's, it's you know, if you can hold them down long enough, then maybe then they can start utilizing some defensive postures that then actually get them back to this. There is a definite connection. Yeah. And it is something that we're currently covering. Uh, we put up the most recent How to Defend Everything video last week, I think it was um on the patreon channel but it's it's the current topic we're going through on that how to defend everything 3.0 like the uh the beta as it were before it kind of hits the general populace of it of the pre-relationship to standing up to turning it back into offense again um and there is that definite connection but i say it comes a bit later and you, you you essentially be coming back down the tree when you start coming back into balance and posture um, and that's the only time I seem to be using it. Like I said, I rolled with Sven uh, whilst in Switzerland. He's a tough motherfucker. He um, 
one of his one of his students is a is an uh, exceptionally higher level Greco Roman wrestler. So Sven's picked up a lot of techniques like that. He's also uh, black belt under Aaron Milam, who's you know under Henzo and Danaher. He's a Luta Livre black belt. He's a tough guy, um, and that's one thing I I did notice that when I ended up in a total position, I was flicking between posture and rebuilding my base. But then he put pressure into my neck to break my posture. And then I have to, I was up the tree a little bit. I was like, right, I can't get my balance and posture. I now need to cover. So he doesn't attack my armpits, take my back, kill me. And then as he kind of would go for that, I'd then reopen, start rebuilding my balance and posture until I could get back to my feet. So there is a a real big connection there. Um, But it's not on video. No one. I don't think... I mean, Preet's got the positions, but that kind of return, it's not there. <laughs> There's a gap in the market, Knack, that we, <laughs> we will be connecting all these dots together. And we are. It's, 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 on, that, it's on the Patreon right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's coming through. And, you know, the, the How to Defend Everything 3.0 on the Patreon, uh, for anyone who isn't part of it, essentially it's where I put my beta testing ideas like you know this is what's kind of kind of happening what do you think um before we kind of make the big videos for youtube but yeah like that seems to be the current uh way of understanding right now and it feels good it yeah. feels like there isn't that kind of disconnect between normal jujitsu and pre stuff it feels like it's all interconnected now yeah um anyway going back to this whole idea of teaching a uk seminar it'd be that Defense again, but very base of the tree defense, not oh here's a rear naked choke defense. Like that's yeah. way later. Um way later. You have really fucked up pretty hard if you're getting choked now. Really fucked up hard. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so that's that's what I'd cover. No, I, no, I agree. I agree. Cover. Yeah. Makes defense always boring. first, man. Defense always first. Yeah. Yeah. For spoilers, uh, you know, you haven't seen the Lachlan Giles podcast yet, but I think, you know, one of the, the general things, gists of what you're saying was if, if defense is uniform, then you can add your own offensive flair. Yeah. But let's make defense uniform. Let's make sure everyone's got that. Yeah. Uh, that's super critical. I'm glad we have it. Uh, next question. Similar-ish. Thoughts on leg drags? Ooh, I like them. I love them. Uh Two different uh, descriptions there, but yeah, um, they used to be easier to get, much harder to get nowadays because we don't play that kind of guard anymore because everybody's trying to get up. Um, but when I do get a chance to use them, I like them because that's another thing that we're working on in terms of flanking. So it's a good way to flank people, uh, and then you can pin the hips and you can be in somewhat control, and then you can use your leg rides. So yeah, I'm a big fan of. I, I use them. I use everything. Like you know, I'm all rounder. I call myself all rounder. I like uh, things in different <laughs> positions. So. Good at everything. Um, again, Sven made a really good point about it. Like he really tied the the two things together at the camp. He was talking about how uh, you know leg drags are essentially um, precursors to leg pins to to pinning someone's knees to the ground, which that kind of marries into um, Craig Jones's stuff, like uh, power rides, etc. Yeah, where you realize that you have to really be controlling someone's legs and hips 
if you kind of like you know side controls and, and a lot of those kind of other positions don't really exist outside of jujitsu because people just get the fuck up. Um, who was it recently? Oh, what fight was it? Because Derek Lewis commented on it. No, it was it was uh, was it Craig at Quintet? Yeah, when he got up against Greg and Gracie. He yeah, said, he just don't... got up out of side control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's used the octopusy god. Yeah, yeah. He just got up. And Derek Lewis was just like, ah, <laughs> what the fuck is jujitsu? <laughs> um, yeah, and that's why, absolutely. But you'd realize that if you did a lot of leg pinning stuff against people who are trying to get up all the time. Yeah. Like, you have to pin their fucking legs. Otherwise, they use them. Yeah. Um, and so leg drags are definitely a precursor to that i mean i don't probably use them in the traditional leg drag to kind of get around guard sense oh. i use them more i'm getting your legs to the side i'm then going to smash your legs into the ground i'm going to sit on your knees yeah um that's a, that's how i kind of interpret it now and it's rare that i then pass past that point um you know it's i'm gonna put a lot of tension through your spine uh twisting your spine up and your legs are a big part of that. And if you've yeah. got leg freedom, you're probably going to try and get up or regard. Uh, it made me really appreciate that. So leg drags, yeah, important in general. Yeah. But really important if you're actually against people who know the That's, fuck they yeah. are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. you need to hold someone down and get used to holding their hips, etc. So yeah, actually there is a there is a place for leg dragging. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I just usually just surf them into the ground. <laughs> but also, like, I think it would make sense against someone who's trying to play guard that you'd have to leg drag. But someone who's already trying to get up, yeah, the leg drags kind of already happened. They're already yeah. on the side. They already side smashed. Um, yeah, because you can't get up without being on your side. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that recently, and again, this may have to go into a, a video. Um, about the dead zone where as soon as someone's butt cheeks hit the floor you can kind of feel that lack of pressure coming from the bottom um, where you know if someone's on their side there is a constant threat they're going to try and stand but as soon as both butt cheeks hit the floor there is no ability for them to stand and there's definitely a dead zone you pass through and you can feel it when you're rolling with someone who's hyper aggressive with trying to stand up as soon as they kind of like have it even in their head that they're going to try and play a guard of some sort boom that return pressure goes down and you feel like you can really start smashing through them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to talk about the dead zone soon. Uh, more stuff for us to record, <laughs> Naki. It's good, it's that good. Poor, poor camera is going to get <laughs> a beating. <laughs> and my phone. I, I, do all this, I do all this like editing and stuff on my phone. I, know, I, I have know. to keep getting a new phone every cycle like, you know two years or something just because i murdered them yeah <laughs> um trying to upload you know decent quality video through them it's madness uh and edit them etc i need to maybe get a uh, computer make more sense mm. it's a chrome cat a chromebook it's not built for this <laughs> it's a tab it's a tablet of keys yeah um <laughs> Another question. Go we're, on. We're raking through them right now. Um, so people are getting really interested in this whole ecological approach and yada, 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 yada. Uh, and the questions are, how do you, fuck do you implement it in your gym if you're not in charge? And 
I don't like. <laughs> Maybe I'm just grumpy. Uh, I don't like the whole kind of calling it ecological or constraint-led, and you know, because it seems to be the buzzword and ties you into another um, religion. When it comes to jujitsu, like you have to stick to this way now. Yeah, there's rules again the on that, there. I know, what, I know what you mean. You're talking, you're saying like the, the rules come into it, whereas we're more so about puzzles now, where it's not about a winner or a loser to that extent. There are no rules, you know what I mean? Like you can make up the rules as you go. <laughs> not even that. I think that we're not, one thing that we've kind of always been, I've always enjoyed about this gym is avoiding being pigeonholed, as in we're not a gi gym, we're not a no gi gym, we're not a leg locking gym. We're not a wrestling gym. We don't even have a wrestling class. Yeah. Um, we don't do ecological. We don't do drills. We just, if it makes the most sense to get someone better, we'll use it. I don't give a shit what that is. If it's uh, doing a bit more wrestling style training, sure. If it's doing more ecological puzzle-based training, absolutely. If it's fine-tuned, detailed um finishing mechanics let's do it let's drill it let's understand it um if it's just having a fucking conversation going right what aren't people getting let's do that as well if it's just hard sparring we need let's do that and so i'm not a fan of just going oh we're doing ecological or we're doing drilling whatever makes the most sense and it's always been the way of it goes back into that whole idea of what's the purpose of a fucking coach get someone where they want to be exactly when they can't get them themselves and so if it makes the most if i can evaluate every day and go right how are we doing is there a way of doing it better would this make more sense then going right we'll try that did it work good did it not work good like some days you know i'll leave class and go that wasn't good yeah <laughs> do better tomorrow um and so I guess uh, you know there, there is that whole kind of buzzword, and and um, people are very trend, interested yeah. in ecological, right? Yeah, yeah they're it's really a trend interested the moment, right now. But again, like Lajaz kind of said, is that we kind of do that anyway. When you kind of do, you know, you pick your partner, you know, ask your partner to kind of do something. Um, like, can you? I'm going to try and sweep you. Why should I try and pass my guard? Right. Uh, give me increasing resistance. That's ecological. And that's something, you know, we call it situational sparring. We call yeah. it all manner of different things we have done for years. Um, just a new weird. You, just, you naturally gravitate towards it eventually. Yeah. You just don't drill. Um, I mean, shit, I remember um, Keenan Cornelius kind of talking about this about nine years ago at a Globetrotter seminar. As I saw and asked him, like, what do you do for warm-up? He goes, I don't. And he goes, I drill. Like, I'll do drills to kind of warm my body up. And then I essentially spar with different levels of resistance and they use that to figure out my shit. That's constraint-led ecological yeah, approach yeah, training yeah. nine yeah. years ago. Yeah. Where if you get lower-level people and increase the resistance <laughs> and then you have them doing certain things, you'll find your way to to accomplishing the goals you need. Yeah. So he's been, he's been there forever. Um but I think, you know, as, as soon as you start again creating these these terms for everything, 
you sort of find these rules. People start going, oh, you have to do it this way, you have to do this yeah. way. No. Whatever makes the most sense. 100%. The bigger, the bigger kind of picture behind it is gym mentality. I think that has been more critical to our gym's improvement than any sort of kind of ecological approach or anything like that. Yeah. Objectivity going, does this actually really exist? Or is this just jujitsu being jujitsu? Objectivity matters. Um, <laughs> and that whole gym mentality of there is no leaderboard. We're not out for ourselves. This is communism. We're out <laughs> for the good of the state. Chris John Gunn. Chris, Fidel Cristro. Fidel Cristro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think that makes more of a sense to a gym because then you can train harder and people are safer and happier. And then whatever means needs to come out of it. And ecological kind of makes sense for now in what we're doing. Yeah. In the sense of uh, being able to get up and find the most effective way of getting up broader part of the tree stuff um and so i'd say when it comes to implementing it if you are in a school that is not doing it like you will kind of essentially do it you know if you have training partners and you have open mats this is something that you kind of bring in is that in its bare bones way just say i, I need to try and accomplish this goal can you give me increasing resistance to try and stop me? And as long as your goals are objectively correct, I need to, I need to go on top. Something broad, broad, I think helps. Um, yeah. I mean, we talk about asymmetrical sparring as well, like designated winner. But I don't like, I like Josh, but I'm not sure it's the exact same thing of it being quite an open spar like you can definitely flow between positions and situations, but you, one person leads the sparring and tells the partner what they want. Like not specific, like shoot for that single leg and dump me on my head. It's more go for a takedown, increase, mm. increase, try and get, get me down, get me down, get me down. Or if you hit the ground, okay, cool. Now don't let me up. You're not saying how, but then you're kind of directing the role yeah. that you can then, um, I think the biggest hurdle that, out of. the biggest hurdle that people have is uh, having that conversation with their training partner because like again we used to be the same where it was just you drill things but you wouldn't even talk to your partner kind of thing you know what I mean it'd be like if you just accidentally touched them or nudged them you'd be like oh are you okay that's it that's the most conversation you'd have you wouldn't talk about what you're learning why you're learning it uh, or how you're going to do it or increase resistance or reduce resistance there's none of that talk whereas now flipping our room if you're standing in one corner you, you ain't gonna hear shit you know what i mean because they're all just talking about shit yeah communication weird um weird that that's the thing that will help us <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a really important part of this is that because that is you are completely correct when we're doing drills when it was all dead drills like do 10 reps each you'd be like and you'd ask your partner how many was that i don't know <laughs> i've literally just been here just being a, a semi-sentient grappling dummy, yeah. um, that's about it. That's gone. Like You have to be able to give your partner feedback, say to them, right, up the intensity, lower the intensity, uh, and your partner has to engage. They have to be the best person for you. 
And I think that's really important is that, again, that kind of, uh, you know, egalitarian, like, you know, you're out for the, for the, for everyone. Um, Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, exactly. Be an actual team, help your partners get better, give them the resistance and give them what they need. And, you know, I'll give the general kind of uh, strategy. And that makes more sense for now because we suck at getting up and holding down. And when we get good at that, then we're probably going to move a bit more up the tree. But right now, pure ecological makes more sense. When we start climbing up the tree again, maybe not. Maybe a bit more detail. But so that's, you know, if anyone who, who... who needs that kind of answer right now is that you're probably very high up in the bonsai tree, just doing very detailed shit. Um, go broad, go down the tree uh, and go, right. I just need you to pass my guard or I just need you to stop me getting up objectively. I'm probably won't be on top. Um, and you're going to try and get up and get on top. Don't yeah. give a shit how, um, but then be able to have that conversation with your partner of like, I think also, again, I have to always say it. You're trying to make your partner better, not prove that you're better than your partner. Mm-hmm. So be a good partner. Do the right thing by your partner. If they need more resistance, you give it. If they need less, you take it away. Don't be a dick. Um, and if you keep doing that, then that's ecological. I think that's easily implemented for everyone. Um, I am I am aware that there are people who really are getting into this. I don't like the idea of creating little clicks in the gym. <laughs> Weird that one. Um, you had to throw because, it in there. <laughs> well, no. Again, I think we stamped that out. Yeah, we did across the gym now. That that has been stamped out. Yeah, and I hate the idea of clicks in the gym, like this little group of people doing stuff over here. Because then you have this stupid fucking idea again of we're out for ourselves. Fuck the rest of the team. The fuck you're on the same team. <laughs> no, it's completely true, and it's nonsense that you actually hear. I know, I hear so often is that. Oh, there's a little click of people who are just doing this, you know, different style of training in the gym. Like, great. Why? Like, help the entire team. Uh... You're a team. You need your partners. They make you better. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm going to headbutt my microphone one day. Um... (laughs) It's probably because they so, can't yeah. have a conversation with their coach about maybe changing things up or what they prefer, what they don't prefer. You know, having a conversation again. Same thing, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's again, one of those things I, I always ask. Like there's, I ask it probably once a week or once every two weeks of thoughts, feelings, emotions. What yeah. do people need? What do we feel that like we could need working on? Like... <laughs> Are you happy with what's currently happening? If you're not, tell me. Like, um, I leave that open. I always leave it open. Like, cool. Are we? Is everyone happy still? Are we moving in a good direction? Like, please, now let me know or let me know later. Is there anything we need working on? 
and we'll change up the drills accordingly because I want this whole team to get better. And that whole disconnect again between coach and student, like, no, fucking, you're paying this person money, paying for the lights to stay on. You should be able to, like, ask them, like... I don't know, yeah. <laughs> um, and those coaches who were then, like, asses to their students, um, like, <sighs> bullies, essentially. Not yeah. like bullies, like, you know, black belts can always torture lower-level people. That's, that's not bullying. That's bully. just fun. Yeah. That's just fun. It's it's gentle banter. Um, as long as it's consensual and the other person is also comes out safe and happy. Um, I've changed, man. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, when people are drilling and you like, you know, uh, make them do push-ups and stuff like that, like, you know, if you're late, like, the fuck, why? This is a boot camp. I just fucking won't come back then. <laughs> um, those, that kind of shit I can't stand. Um but there's like a, you know, I like in, in, in our gym, there isn't any clicks and there's always good, uh, gentle, gentle, uh, a general <laughs> crack and banter between yeah. everyone. Everyone, you know, there's a, you know, something that I got from Johnny Buck over at his gym in North Carolina is that there has to, like, his whole team mentality, I thoroughly get it. Mm. Um, and it has to be cultivated. And that is the most, one of the most important parts of creating a successful gym, I think, as everyone has to feel like we're part of this together. And there can't be any outliers of, oh, you don't feel welcome and stuff like that. No, if we're in the team, we're in the team together. And that has to be cultivated from the top down. It can't be then implemented halfway, like bias blue belts and purple belts. So you think, why? <laughs> the coach should be making a nice atmosphere. Mm. Oh God! <laughs> Who knew? Did you have? Uh, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed today? What do you mean? <laughs> you... On the good side, on the positive side. <laughs> You're indirectly <laughs> venting today. <laughs> Not indirectly venting. People just mm. they ask interesting questions, and I give yeah. interesting answers. I love them. Um, I love them. <laughs> And it, it makes me miss the gym when I'm not there so badly because I'm not just missing doing jiu-jitsu, teaching jiu-jitsu and the hard roles it kind of comes with, but also just the family aspect of it, the team aspect of it, the the being around all these people, yeah. um, that closeness of it, the fact that everyone still talks just as soon as you go to the gym, talk, and no one feels left out. Yeah. All together or not at all. Um yeah, so I think how to go eco on your own. Talk to your coach. Yeah, conversation, you want, man. Yeah. Is it okay if we start bringing this idea in and doing a bit of this? A difficult conversation. It's not always going to go down well. I maybe don't have the understanding due to it not being a problem for us. It's never <laughs> been a problem for me because I didn't have a coach. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not to go up to some jerk off and go, <laughs> sir, Mr. Professor, is it okay if... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh okay, okay. Go on. Let's, okay. Knack. Go on. Knack. Go on. Right, close your eyes. Close okay, your eyes. Okay, okay. I want, to pick, I want to picture someone, picture someone in the gym. Okay. Your gym, my gym, our gym. Okay. Doesn't really matter. 
He'll come to you and yeah. say, Professor yeah. Arshed. Yeah. Don't fuck professor. it up. I mean, don't fucking call me Professor. I'm telling you right now. You call me <laughs> Professor once more. We're not, not going to have a conversation. We're going to fucking roll. Okay. 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 <laughs> professor Naki. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> don't call me Professor. <laughs> Oh, sensei. Uh, no, don't you okay. call me sensei. That's for fake martial artists. Coach, 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 coach. 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 Yeah, coach is fine. Coach is fine. Please, please. Coach, coach is fine. Not the fingernails. Um, okay, coach. Coach. I've been listening to this. I've been listening to this guy on on Spotify. He yeah. does a podcast, and I really want to try out a new style of training. Mm. Can we? What? Is there a way we could bring in some like different training styles? How do mm. you feel about this? Would you like me to show you this podcast? How do you feel, Coach Naki? Are I'd you give, receptive to this idea? Or of course, I'd give anything to try. This is why we are doing what we're doing. No, no, we're doing some role play. We're doing some role play. Okay, okay, we'll try again. Role play. Okay, 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 okay. okay I okay. am, I am a. Uh, I've been in your gym about a year. Yeah. Super receptive student, really interested and in, in studying a lot online. You are Coach Naki. Okay. <sighs> Scene. <laughs> right, Coach Nack. Um, I've been listening to the, this guy on Spotify. Yeah. And... He's got some like interesting ways of training. I know we're doing like what we're currently doing, um, but I don't feel like I'm. I'm. I maybe I want to try something new. Uh, I just want to see how it would go on for my progression. Um, it's drilling. Uh, I know we don't really do drilling in, in our gym. We're very much about hard training and murder. Um, but I really feel I need some some details. So is it okay? How would you recommend? Uh, where could we fit in that I could do some drilling, please? I want to see what how, your reaction. You're my reaction. You're my honest reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're role playing. We're role playing. So you're, you're, we're pretending I'm your student. Who is okay. he? Hey? Who is he's he? Who? You're saying there's a guy. Oh, no, no. Oh, this guy, guy on the podcast. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's just something I've been listening to on Spotify. He seems like a really good coach. He's got no uh, massive credentials. Who is he? Um, <laughs> he's got some non-fanatics. I don't yeah. know him. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's got some stuff on fanatics, but he's, he's really big into to drilling. Um, I know we don't do drilling in our gym, but I really feel that I need these details. Um, is it something we could, we could bring in? I want to see... Like, are you, uh, am I going to die, Coach Naki? No, you're bringing this up to you. Yes, what you are. What can we do? Is it, <laughs> is it something we could bring in? Do you think we could spend some time drilling? I'll have to have a look. <laughs> oh, it's hard, man. I know. Tell me about. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, from myself, and I'm going, "Nah, I'd fucking stab him." Came up to me and said that shit. Like, no, there's a reason we don't do drilling. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come after us these BJJ people I'm telling you we're just taking uh, the piss out of the whole lot <laughs> no I think no I, in a serious way it is a hard conversation to have yeah, with the yeah. coach it is it yeah, is the it coach is. has got a certain plan and stuff like that it's difficult I think yeah. try to do it within a gym you're gonna create cliques and you're gonna create offshoots and then there's there's little tumours that grow yeah there's no point um, in that just find a new place if you can you know what I mean like 
you, I don't know, there could be, you could be with a black belt, you know, who's established and he's got his way of doing things, but a couple of minutes down the road or, you know, well, you'd probably get a couple of miles down the road, there's someone who's like, I don't know, a purple or a brown belt. Yeah. <laughs> You're on about creating crunches here. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying it how it is in the BJJ scene, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where the anti anti villains crazy anti heroes. <laughs> no, but villains are supposed to be on the same team, Naki. We are. We're on the same team. <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking of it. Nah, man. Um, um, but you're right. It does create clicks, and we don't need clicks. I think you just got to. It's like Keenan, uh, you said, and a lot of the high level guys, they take initiative for their own training. Like, you've got to think about, like, I always, one of the things I say to my guys, or well, our guys, is try and be present in the role. Try and think about what you're doing. And whenever you roll, whichever, whatever role you go into, you've got to have a goal. Like, especially if you're rolling with the same people, you know their games and you know whether you're going to get beat or you're going to, uh, you know, get the better of them but you should have a different goal for each role I think because then you're present and you're actively thinking about your game weirdly enough it was actually something very similar that Christian said years ago like mm. 10 years ago easily when I was a simple white belt um, was this idea that I remember saying to you when you first joined mm. like you know put your hand up when you recognize what I'm about to say Naki is that Christian said like 10 years ago, when one of the first times I ever met Christian Graugart from Globetrotters, is it might have been in the book, it might have been in the seminar, I can't remember, it's been a long time. Um, if there's something that matters to you in jiu-jitsu, write it on your fridge. And if you're going to stick in jiu-jitsu for a long time, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to stick in jiu-jitsu for a long time, what's a year? Write it on your fridge and you do it every time you roll for a year, no matter what happens, win or lose. That, kind of sounds like ecological in a way constraint led training yeah 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 and so i'd say like getting out of your head of going i need to win inspiring and instead going i want to find the best possible outcome for this would be kind of like a brute force way of doing this of going right i want to improve on getting up out of guard so every role i go into no matter what level it is white belt to black belt I'm going to go try and get up out of guard. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to die. And I'm going to do that every single day for the next year. <laughs> and I'm then going to stretch this out and I'm going to learn every foreseeable way of getting up out of guard. What's a year? And then yeah. after one year has passed, you'd be like, right, you are now someone who can stand up under lots of different puzzled um, situations. I mean, a direct example of that is Charles Harriet. Like, that's literally what he did where he went, I'm just going to get up for two years. And when he explained his journey where he was getting smashed, completely smashed. And then when in the end, he well, not in the end, but when he thought he's got it figured out now and he could get up, he claims he can get up against most people, you know, mm -hmm. high level and everything. So obviously there has to be suffering. <laughs> uh, it's how I've essentially done most of my training. Yeah. Is that I... Fuck, here's how I literally got anywhere in this sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is remember when I used to stiff arm people to death? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from underneath side control. Yeah. Because I, I spent two years doing that. And the amount of arm bars I got stuck in, or just, you know, having my, my hand pinned into my face 
like I, I go to gyms everywhere, not even just our gym, but I go everywhere and just stiff arm people from the bottom of side control, and I get wiped out repeatedly. But after years of doing it, two years of doing it, I had a really decent stiff arm. I could fire that thing off like a cannon. Mm. Um, but it took years of losses to get there. Other thing was pressure. Um, every time I'd end up in a top position, I had to crush someone, <laughs> fire the rib cage. Didn't matter if I got rolled or submitted or regarded or anything like that, I'd do it again. I'd do it every goddamn session. Every time I rolled, I'd have to sneak it in there. After four years of doing that, day in, day out, I had horrible pressure that I can now tap people with. Mm. Um, just because it was something I play that game of, right, you're going to try and do your usual jujitsu ship. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to lose a lot. Um, and that's how I've essentially done everything is that is kind of ecological of, okay, well, choose something that matters to you. Choose a bunch of things that matter to you. Right on your damn fridge. Um, every time you go to sparring, you're going to pull it off. Fuck if you win or lose. Couldn't give a shit. But you're going to use it. And you're going to die to that technique loads of times. But you're then going to go, right, maybe not that way then. <laughs> and just keep doing it. Then tomorrow you're going to do it again. Evaluate it again. Then yeah. the following day, do it again. And, you know, okay, you're, you're going to learn various other things in your class. You're going to have a coach. I remember saying it to you, I'm going to teach you various shit. But the the five things, the ten things that you've chosen that are written on your fridge, you do not stop. And if you have that, if you have that kind of like understand that your jujitsu is forever, um, you're gonna be here for twenty odd, thirty years. What's one? What's six months? Yeah, it's nothing. Um. So yeah, I'd say find Lancer. That is how you could sneak it into your rolling really easily. Yeah. You wouldn't have to incorporate different styles of drilling or something like that. Go home, right on your fridge. I'm going to go and get a DAS. I'm going to try that every single day. And I'm going to, you know, even if other opportunities arise, fuck it, still a DAS. And, you know, I remember um, one of our students, uh, Magic, when he first came to me, he kind of came to me with this idea that he loved lockdown. And I said, right, okay, that's cool, fine. Have at it friend treat it like a pearl like it's a grain that starts as a grain of sand and that little grain of sand is then going to build up and build up and build up and eventually turn into a pearl you're going to understand everything around that position but you have to start with that grain of sand so if i said to you right das you're gonna get you're gonna get a das you're gonna understand the das like no one's ever understood the das and every time you get to the top of someone you're gonna go for a das mm. you're gonna learn so much Finding that DAS, positioning, control, yeah. uh, passing into the positioning, switching around different sides. You're always going to find that DAS. You're going to learn so much doing it, and you're going to figure it out. You, you figure your way out there. Solved. Yeah. Solved, Nat. Let's call the podcast. <laughs> call the podcast, please. Tell We're Spotify gone. we did it. <laughs> um, solved it. <laughs> I like that. Maybe. Maybe I need to write this down because it is late and my brain's starting to turn to mush. Um, something to go in the book. Mm. Or a video. Yeah. Both. Both. It's just the same ideas over and over again anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Got a nice con going, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's not as bad as some of the um, other ones out there. Bloody hell. Just say it in a different way. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, what I I did it. Did you yeah. take my advice all those years ago? Of course. What did you do? I, 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 even now, like when I spar, I, every I know the person I'm going to spar with and what kind of what their strengths are and what I'm going to try and do. So I'll always try and uh, go into a spar with uh, a goal uh, or something that I want to try on that person. So I always keep like a mental note like what I'm going to try with that person. So at the same time, I could have five different things I'm working on, but on just because it's the person that I'm doing it on, if you know what I mean. Um, and then I'll have open roles where I'll just go for it kind of thing. So I kind of plan my sparring rounds in my head uh, accordingly. Right. So I actively think about my rounds. I think I was a way more brute force than you. Yeah, I, was I think you were. just went, yeah. Like, Darts is another one of my things, or triangles, mm. is I go, right, doesn't matter who the fuck you were, black belt, white belt, 120 kilos or 60 kilos, I'm going for my darts or triangle. Mm. million times it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, but it it taught me a lot about it. It taught me so many... Uh, bit, it, it created a pearl around that grain of sand. And... I just then, you know, I've been in this game now for coming up to 15 years. Uh, I learned this 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and I've repeatedly done it. Mm. And it's done it with everything. Um, you could even say the same about this whole objectivity about getting up. Every drill, every spa, get up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. My job is to create you, give you strategy, and I'm going to create the environments that you're going to get this. And I couldn't give two fucks if you're even crippled. You are going to get up. And I don't care if a fuck who you're fighting. You could be against someone who's twice your weight, half your weight, three times belts higher than you, or one belt lower. Couldn't care less. I don't care if you could fucking get slammed. You gotta <laughs> learn. Um, and if we do that for long enough, you suffer and grind. The stuff you'd know in one year's time, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, look at our one-year white belts. Fuck me. Like Because that's all they've done. <laughs> that's, they don't know anything else. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, but it's anything like that. If you if you love anything, do it till it's dead. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to edit that part out, Chris. We're going to get cancelled now. Oh, dude. I... <laughs> We actually started to hit the point on YouTube monetization where it could have gone like, oh, you hit you hit this milestone and you were on it. And then I think then suddenly went, no. No, <laughs> like, you have, you know, the hours doubled. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I think it heard what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, anyway, this has been the Reap the Week. Um, is always... I... I I love doing the other podcasts with people, uh, but I always miss this one because it's it's getting weirder. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who's been listening in on this. Uh, like I said, check out the YouTube channel. More videos coming up uh, if you're part of the Patreon. Way more coming on to that. There's a lot of stuff I need to talk to you about. Um, jump on the Discord. There's always great conversation on there. And yeah. a lot of the video ideas we've got for YouTube are coming via the Discord channel. Um, drop me a message on Instagram drop Naki a message on Instagram he's now got his own content he's about to release yes I know you've got it because I put it in Google Drive yes I've got it um, yeah I know dude you get that you get that content stuff and it's it's finding the time to make put it together isn't it yep, it's a different yep. different beast oh I know I can't wait man. man I used to I used to run into situations where I'd be on fire 
Now I'm an Instagram influencer. <laughs> Who the fuck knew? <laughs> I'm a content creator. <laughs> put that on my CV. Yeah. Um, see you at training, sir. Thank you for training. your time. Thank no you for everyone listening to this. Uh, and we'll see you soon for another episode of uh, Reap the Week. Sayonara. <laughs>